Hey guys, it's 8 Nobody. Before we start today's episode, just take a second to talk about our sponsor, Sinister Jerky, and you can find that at www.sinisterjerky.com. They have all sorts of flavors from Carnage Asada, OG, the Pickle, which is made with dill flavoring, Cracked Pepper, Mango Habanero, and Sriracha Smoke. All these flavors are amazing. I've tried them all personally, and I cannot recommend them enough. Use code KINGDOM at checkout. For a 10% discount, that code is KINGDOM, K-I-N-G-D-O-M. All right, guys, we'll catch you after the episode. All right, welcome back to Castle Comms. We're back from our fucking COVID hiatus, and we have a treat. Today, we have Soul, but we're not a soldier. We got the one, the only, Soul Bernal. Soul Bernal, the floor is yours. Hey, yo, what's up, man? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's no problem. Thank you for being here. For those of you who don't know, Solbernal is currently one of the top-ranked players in his craft. Sol, I'm sure that there's a lot of questions that the people at home want to know about, whether it be gaming, your technique, your approach to like high-tension situations. But let's start at the ground level. How did gaming start for you? Um, Man, let's see. I was... I was on the Xbox, man, and I just, I think, what it has to go back to Fortnite, bro. Okay, okay. Um, I had a buddy of mine, and he was, he was on PC. Um, his name was Brandon. And, um, man, cross-platform, I think that's when it first came out for everybody. You know, I think at then, it was just PC and Xbox and PC and PS4. Right. The two consoles weren't cross-played yet. So, what about Fortnite kept your interest? Because unlike PUBG, you know, it was very different at the time. Like, mm-hmm. it had the building, the animation, the skins. Like, what drew you to Fortnite? Um, it was, to be honest, it was that um, controller versus mouse and keyboard feel. Okay, okay. I That's like that. the, comp- the, the competition because, you know, I mean, there's, there's a huge skill gap. Or back then there was, back in the day, I guess. Right. And that just man, that that just drove me. That just kept going. This made me want to keep getting better on controller. And how many crazy. how many hours would you say you invested into your Fortnite craft at the time? Was it like you know a few hours every day? Was it more than that? Oh man, it was almost like six to eight hours a day. Damn, damn. Yeah, trying to get trying to get better. It was crazy. And this was before streaming. But were you like somehow recording your gameplay, or was this all just you just playing and not thinking about that? Yeah, basically, I was—I don't even think about streaming or actually like putting any co- kind of content out. Right, right. Now, did you have a favorite organization at the time? Were you like, oh, Face Clan or you know, Cloud Nine? Was there like a Fortnite player that you looked up to at that time, or were you just not even interested in that? You were just focused on you and your craft. Yeah, like I wasn't really—I didn't even know about any of that stuff. That's the crazy part. Like the only person I probably really watched, you know, was. Um, probably like Nick Merckx or something like that, you know? Oh, the M-Fam. Yeah, I didn't even, but and I really, really didn't know about any type of words. That, that was the crazy part. Right. I didn't know, like, how deep this gaming really got, you know? Oh, it's insane. Like, I remember when I first, like, got sh- exposed to it, I was blown away. I didn't think it was as structured as it is, and I didn't think it was as tiered as it is. So, yeah, it, it's definitely, from a perspective similar to yours, I can definitely see how that is kind of mind-blowing. So... When it came to Fortnite, what was your favorite loadout? Were you a sniper guy? Were you a shotgun guy? Were you an SMG guy? Did you even have a preference, or did you just whatever got the job done for you? Oh man, I loved when, once I figured out on the controller that um 
that double shotgun meta when they had that. Oh, oh, I love the heck out of that. I remember that being nasty. <laughs> oh, yes. That was crazy. So that, in, was probably, that, that was my favorite. Do you take anything from your Fortnite days to your current gameplay in the COD and Warzone and all that other stuff? Or is the only thing that you take from Fortnite is how to chug Glug <laughs> appropriately? <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I think <clears throat> what got me was my, I think my Battle Royale experience, just placement um, rotations and, you know, just make sure you have the high ground, man. You know what I mean? So that That's player like, IQ. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So what is your best advice for somebody who is, you know, brand new to the battle Royale scene and they're looking to get that, that knowledge, that IQ, cause you know, watching YouTube clips are great and all, but what would be your advice to, you know, learning a game and getting smarter in a game? A lot of people hate it, but like solo queuing and stuff, man, playing with different people because ev- not everyone plays the same the same way. And then with different people playing different ways, oh, absolutely, find a niche and different communication you know I mean? methods. Like there's some yep. people that you play with are very heavy handed. Like you need to get there now, and you got some people who are like, ah, oh, you know, you can drop me that. I mean, or- <laughs> you got people not saying anything at all and just pinging, you know, <laughs> right, right, or people just being toxic the entire <laughs> time. Oh, facts. So when you were brand new into Fortnite. That was before cheats were as, you know, prevalent as they are now in certain games. Like, back then, would you say that was, like, the prime of Battle Royales? Or would you say that the glory days of Battle Royales were later, or have they not yet arrived? See, I think I think those were the prime days, man, because I re- apparently there's people cheating. I never knew about it. But I never got really into like people. I didn't see people cheating in battle royales until heavily until, of course, Warzone. Right, right. So I really, I never really heard about it that much in Fortnite. I remember. So I think. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say I remember seeing like the first ones was like auto aim, people just snapping, like you know, shooting at the sky and killing people in uh, PUBG. And I remember watching that and be like, "What the fuck is this? No." <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't get to. Ex- I'm glad I didn't experience that in Fortnite and stuff. Like I play PUBG also on Xbox, but uh, I, I I'd say I put all my time in Fortnite. See that that's the one thing I I kind of love and I kind of hate at the same time about COD is the kill cam. It's like yeah, it's nice to see how you got got. But at the same time, it just pisses you off when you see it's a blatant new cheater and then you follow yeah. it. It's just like I'd rather not know almost. It's crazy. It is absolutely it me, nuts. It makes me sick sometimes. So somebody who has like that background in battle royale situations, like how do you handle those high tension situations when it's like final circle or you're the last one on your team and you're looking to either buy them back, you know, get the reboot card or, you know, whatever for whatever game. Like how do you handle the situations? Like do you take a moment and just take a deep breath? Do you just power through it? Do you fucking do a line of G fuel? How does Sol Bernal get through it? Man, I, people. A lot of people notice. It's like when when I'm in a situation like that. I'm when I'm talkative in the game, but when they know I'm not saying a word and they're knowing like I'm like totally in, totally focused. Sometimes I feel like I black out. Like it's crazy, and I'm just all of a sudden, bam! I got a team wipe, or I got a, I got two team wipes. Like I, so I don't even know what's going through my head. I'm just reacting. It's kind of crazy. You kind of let that inner self take over. Yeah, just nothing but like reaction. Just it's wild. Isn't it crazy? You're like almost turning off a part of your brain, like a natural thing. 
so I don't overthink and stuff. I believe so, yeah. See, that's a lot of people's problem is a lot of people overthink. They're like, oh, should I push? Should I not push? Should I throw my stuns? Like, you know, it's just there's so many thoughts in some people's heads that it leads to inaction. Exactly. So you just pretty much go off of pure instinct. Yeah. See, that's that's an interesting way because I've asked people that question before, and that's the first time I've gotten that particular response. That's cool to hear that. So currently in-game, what is your favorite loadout when it comes to Warzone or, or you know, Fortnite, if you still play Fortnite? Mm-hmm. Um, I know right now in Warzone, of course, the meta right now is still that brand, but um, my favorite, honestly, is the bar. No one li- really likes the bar. People uh, that set it up a certain way, it shoots slow and it, like, angers me. I don't know why, but the way I set it up, it shoots fast and steady, and I enjoy it. Oh, you know the bar mean? is a beast. The Browning automatic oh, yeah. rifle. There's a reason Bonnie and Clyde used to rob banks with that particular gun. It's a <laughs> fucking beast, bro. Oh, yeah. So, do you like where COD is going with the World War II stuff? Or do you think that they should have stayed with the old, you know, called, you know, the way it used to be with the more, re- the more current weapons, the older Russian map. Like, I know some people are happy it's gone, some people not so much. Like, do you have a feeling either way on that? Um, Personally, I enjoyed it. I remember when they came out World at War, and I'm, I've met a lot of amazing friends on that game, you know, when that Call of Duty came out. Right. And, and when I was, I had high hopes for this one. I enjoyed the heck out of it. And then I heard saw a lot of negative feedback and stuff. I was like, man, I don't know what the heck these people are smoking, but I'm having fun. Yeah, there are some people that almost feels like they're never going to be happy. Oh, facts. It's Which always going to j- be something. It blows my mind because it's just like, hey, well, you need to do something different. So they did something, you know, that they haven't done in a few years. Like, oh, we've done this. But when, you know, COD, uh, when Call of Duty went to the future, people were pissed about that. <laughs> You know, there's always going to be something someone's not happy about. Like, you know, current Tarkov meta of, like, nobody used to run the ump. Now the ump's becoming meta. So people are like, oh, you run it up all over VoIP and such. So <laughs> I've seen that you've been getting into Tarkov. Now, oh, I, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of EFT. Now, I got to ask, from somebody who's, like, a little newer into the scene, what is your favorite map and what is your favorite loadout? Um... Let's see. I know it's a hard question. There's so many options, especially in Tarkov. I, I think I'd say Factory. The factory is player versus player heaven. I, I do enjoy some yes. Factory. But, you know, it sucks when you're trying to do a certain mission in Factory. You're like, oh, I got to fix these panels. Hope nobody attacks me. It's just, <laughs> just constantly getting fucked with. Oh, it gets crazy, man. And I guess being new to mouse and keyboard, because, you know, I'm a controller all the way. Right, right. And, and, I mean, it's helping me get better. And then I just I just feel so satisfied when I win a gunfight. It is very satisfying, especially when you go in with, like, a bolt-action Mosin and you take somebody down with an automatic, like, you know, P90 or something. That is always very gratifying. So do you prefer sniping in-game? Because I know sniping in Tarkov is definitely a lot different than sniping in, you know, COD or Fortnite. And and except from Tarkov, I love sniping. It's crazy. I I don't really like using the other guns because I I can right now. I still can't handle those recoils or anything. It's a little crazy, especially if you've shot in some of those guns in real life. You're like, yeah, M4 is just like, yeah, I've shot this on full auto. Or and I know the fourth round doesn't go straight into the ceiling, but on Tarkov it <laughs> tends to do that unless you have crazy amounts of attachments and like you know grips and such. It's just kind of crazy. So. 
what is the grossest food on Tarkov to you? Like, if you were sat down at a table and you were like, you have to eat all of this, what thing are you not looking forward to the most? Is it the beef stew? Is it the herring? <laughs> is yeah, it the Yeah, it's the herring. Oh. That looks, especially in-game, when you're looking, like, what, what are you eating? It looks like, so why, bad. Yeah, why is it giving you this much energy? Like, like it's crazy. It's like, you it's know, disgusting. when your player's dehydrating and he's making those noises, like, oh, uh, uh, it's like, yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't make that noise after he eats the herring. It's like, sorry, guys, my player's taking a dump over here. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> shoot me. <laughs> now, VoIP, have you exploited VoIP in Tarkov? No, I haven't. Well, I'm sure you know about VoIP in the game where you can like talk to other players. Proximity chat is a thing. Now, if you could bring proximity chat to Call of Duty, would you do that? Oh, man, that'd be fun. I think that'd it would be, be so amazing. And like the comedic value of that and the potential for content is huge. But at the same time, it also is a potential content killer because you could have somebody on there like, you know, saying racial slurs or saying something homophobic or saying something horrible. You know, that's the one problem with like certain games that do have proximity chat is just it's a mixed bag. You don't know what you're going to get. And it can either like, you know, lead to an amazing stream or it could lead to you getting reported because so and so said something on your game game yeah that that's crazy yeah that's that's one of the negatives about proximity chat but i i personally love it i think proximity chat (laughs) has the potential to add a lot to certain moments in game so is there any other game that you are like into right now other than battle royales and the hardcore escape from tarkov is there any like wind down game for you um, every once in a while, I'll get down on some some super people. I've been trying to get into that too. Super people, okay, okay. Now, and super people, I know it's a little different from most battle royales because you know the superpower aspect and all that other fun stuff. Now, do you approach that with a different mindset, or do you just go into all battle royales and like all raids, kind of with the same mindset of like this is my goal and I've got to do whatever I can to get to that goal? You don't go in with like an A B C D kind of mentality, or like how, how? What's your mindset when you go into a game like that? Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm I'm very slow at that game just because I guess you know each gun needs a certain part or certain parts to level it up from gold to like re- like legendary or whatever. Right. And I'm just, I'm just real slow with that. I'm not like gung ho and, and like these other games I'm in or whatever. Right. Right. Because in COD you're pretty out. aggressive. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you like <laughs> to push, players. right? Right. And you come up with some pretty crazy clips. I've seen quite a few when you teaming up with Guru and such. Now, what was the last tournament that you've competed in? Mm. Uh, me and Miss Guru did a little 2v2 a little ba- uh, while back. I think it was like. I think it was last week, I believe. Nice, nice. Now, when you get into these tournaments, do you have, like, butterflies? Do you get stressed out? Or is it just another day at the office for you? Oh, absolutely. I don't know. I still have have my mind. I'm trying to get my mindset where when I'm playing these tournaments, it's just like how I play regularly, just go and slay out. But when I get into these tournaments, I don't know why, but I just start getting nervous and I'm trying to get over that. That's one thing I need to get over. It's, yeah, 
the mental aspects of things like that. Like, and then you, you talk to professional athletes who are like, yeah, you know, every time I like, you know, take the ice or take the field during a game, I, I still get nervous. So it's like when you hear people who are on those stages of their like, you know, craft and they're still feeling that kind of way, it's like, well, maybe that's just the human thing. Maybe it's just normal. I feel like this, but it's like at the same time, it's annoying, you know, like I want to handle this, but maybe we, maybe people just don't have that ability. Oh yeah. It's pretty crazy. Now, do you have like, are you superstitious? Are you like, okay, I won tournament when I ate like, you know, (laughs) huevos rancheros. So I got to eat huevos rancheros every (laughs) single day of tournament. Do you have any superstitious things that you do going into a tournament? Man, the only thing I'm like that is when my Saints were playing on Sundays, man. That's what I Oh, think. yeah. I, I feel that. So, as a Raider fan, I've tried just about everything. But I can't make my <laughs> I can't make my team not suck. So I can't do it. I heard that. I've tried so hard. Well, at least you guys have a Super Bowl title within your lifetime. Oh, I enjoyed the heck out of it. I, think I was in the ninth grade, but I, I went to school the next day remembering it. Man, I was just I was glowing when I walked in when I walked into school. So, what state do you currently live in? I'm in Texas. So, being in Texas, do you get a lot of hate for liking the cross state rival of the Saints? Do you be like cowboy fans and Texas fans give you shit, or are they like, oh. yeah, we get it, we suck? Oh, a- absolutely, man. I see nothing but these blue star people everywhere. It's crazy. Now, did you go to the Saints because you were just tired of them boys and people talking about them? Oh no, I used to be before the Saints. I think it was, it was that around that time because that's when Drew. It was like Drew Brees' era. Because yeah. I used to be the Packers fan. You know? Back when uh, Favre was their uh, QB, yeah, I I, I, when- I loved them too back in the day. Mostly because I, when I was a little kid, I was like, I love the color green, so I like every team that's green. And you know, the Packers exactly. just happened to be green. Thankfully, I didn't fall down the rabbit hole being a Jets fan right off the bat. <laughs> Facts. That would have been horrible. Still to this day, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Jets, Jets, Jets. Oh no, that would have been horrible. Oh man, yeah, so many problems with. So many different teams in the league. So, do you play any fantasy sports? Do you play fantasy football, fantasy hockey, baseball, anything oh, like yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Fantasy football every year. Now, how much does it, like, take of your life? Because there are some people, like my brother-in-law, who it's their entire identity during season. Like, every conversation, every single text message is about transactions, player injuries, matchups, things like that. Now, are, do you get that into it, or is it more of a, like, oh, yeah, whatever kind of thing? Um, not too deeply, but I know when I'm around my buddies and we start drinking, I don't know, somehow, some way, we always get into this football talk. <laughs> I don't know why. It, it always happens. And sometimes it ends good and sometimes not so good. So what is your football hot take? Do you have an unpopular opinion of the sport or any player in the sport? Mm, not really. Okay. I don't really do that much research into it. Usually I'm just off the when I'm my fantasy stuff. I'm just off of the uh, right. I go off of on the free agency. Totally, totally. Yeah, the free agency and the acquisitions, that's the, that's the stuff that most of the people I know who get really into it, that's kind of their bread and butter, like who in their league released who and all that other stuff. So mm-hmm. gaming, would you say, is what percentage of your life right now? Like how much time would you say you dedicate to gaming on a regular day? 
man, I want to say half my day. That's that's a huge amount. Now, do you ever find that as a person who games as much as you do, do you ever find that you get headaches? Do you ever find that you get like cramps or wrist pain, anything like that? I've been I've been feeling pretty good. I mean, I get up and go, you know, walk, gotta walk around a little bit, do a little jog here and there. But other than right. that, stretch, crazy. touch a little grass, drink some water, all that fun stuff. Because man, I remember being a kid when we would just marathon game. We wouldn't do shit. We wouldn't eat. We wouldn't drink. We would just play, and then we'd feel like absolute shit for days on oh, after. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> but it was just you know, do it recover do it again and you know you try to do that when you're like 30 plus and it's like oh my god no i can't do this anymore my body hates me (laughs) i don't got it anymore in the tank so right now so how long since you got into tarkov would you say you've been on keyboard and mouse probably like you know a few weeks maybe a month or two Mm, i want to say a good month good because it started with super people and then I just seen people getting on EFT, and I'm like, man, I have that game. And that's when I was like, man, me and me and old Sonny, he was like, man, he has it too. He was thinking about getting on it. And ever since then, man, I don't know what happened, but me and him have been going eight hours in the day, like starting like at five in the morning. It's crazy. So when you make that, when you're making the transition, like what has been the hardest part of transitioning? Has it been like just finger placement? Has it been like, do you like look at your hand, not so much the screen? Like what would you say is the hardest part about going from one to the other? Yeah, definitely my finger placement because I really don't know where to put them. And I catch myself in fights. I'm looking at my keyboard, making sure I'm hitting the right button. Right. No, I, I felt the same way when I first got into PC gaming. It's definitely, it takes some time. It takes some time to get that confidence of like, okay, I'm in the right spot. Now, what kind of keyboard are you using currently? And would you recommend it? Man, I'm just using the basic iBuy Power one I got with my PC. I don't, I don't have... I haven't bought like a specific mouse or keyboard, like a custom one or whatever. Right. So I'm just I'm just using the basic one that I got for when I got my PC. For sure. Some people get real into the weeds and they're like, I got an ergonomic keyboard that fits my hand perfectly. And then some people are like, Oh, you know, I just got you know something on Amazon or I got the stock one in my thing. Everyone's got a different way of going about it. But it you know, it's just always cool to hear how people have their own preferences. Now with your with your uh, keyboard, do you have like RGBs fully on? Do you not use any lighting? Do you find that it's distracting? Like, what what is your setup currently like in that realm? No, it doesn't have it doesn't have any lights. Thank goodness, because I think that would probably distract me. Right. Sometimes I get distracted by that too, just, especially when the lights starting to fade on something. It's like, oh, do I need to replace something? I spend way too much time like looking at that when I should be focusing on game and stupid things Facts. like that. Or you know, something stupid happens. Like, oh, there's a grain of rice that somehow got in there. I gotta go get some aerosol and <laughs> shoot it out. That's one of the annoying yeah. things of a keyboard. So growing up, what was your favorite system? Was it the Xbox, PS, Nintendo, or did you just love them all equally? Um, I'd say I love them all equally. I've had the PlayStation 2. I never. I think I stopped there, and then from there, I went from the 360. And then I've been on Xbox before. Now, were you, switched, uh, you big into Halo? Oh, yes. I love it. Have you played the new Halo? The new one, the multiplayer, yes. I still need to get on the campaign because I'm like, I want to play it. A lot of people have said the campaign in Halo is amazing. 
That's and what I heard. I have not played it yet either, but I keep seeing it on my Twitter timeline. It's always like, oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. It's better than all the other ones. It's like, that's a, that's a big statement. So yeah, I definitely want to get in there and see how good that is. Okay. So yeah, it's always cool to see how people like started in gaming. Like some people started like, you know, way back in the day with like the NES or some people had like a brother who had like some crazy gaming PC that they just inherited when he went off to college. You know, it's like everybody has a different introduction into this world, whether it be Pokemon, cards or, you know, playing on a gaming rig. So that's cool to hear how you got started in that. So did you ever play any like Madden games? or anything like that like seriously because you are a fan of football or did you kind of steer away from the sports games um man i still buy the maddens every year i'll still play them and i'll play them until the hype dies down because then it gets harder to find a player find a match on on online that is true that uh, yeah like certain games like i tried to play csgo the other day and i sat in the lobby waiting for a ranked match for 35 minutes (laughs) It's just like, all right, I think uh, I think NACS is having some trouble. I think I'm going to come back to this maybe a little later or have to invest into one of the third parties like ESEA or something like that, unfortunately. So getting into other realms of gaming and all this other stuff, is there a particular energy drink brand or an energy drink that you personally do or do you just sort of like a water or a coffee guy? Because I know some people swear by it. And some people are just like, yeah, it doesn't really play a factor in like how I operate and what I do. You know what? When you that when you said about drinking something before turning, there is one thing I do. Do I drink one black coffee before I just to get my? Oh, dude, I love coffee. Get my senses up. Yeah, as long to give me coffee, make it black, and I'm good. Now you see me a little cracked out. Right. Sometimes with energy drinks, like especially if you put too much, you just get jittery. Or if you didn't eat enough that day, you know, you just feel like shit. So energy drinks, I do like them when I'm mixing it. But, you know, I, I, it has to be the right amount. Because if I go too heavy handed, I'm going to have a bad time because I'm just a boomer like that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so... What kind of controller were you using? Were you using like a PS style controller? Were you using an Xbox style controller? Were you using a different controller altogether? Did you have a preference for like hand shape? Um, I love the way the Xbox is. You know how the the analog is on the top left and the D-pads on the bottom. The controller I'm using is called a C40. It's a PlayStation controller, but you can take that template off and I switched it. So I made okay. it. It's a PlayStation controller, but with the buttons, it looks like an Xbox controller. So you pretty much have a hybrid of the two. Yeah, basically. Like, if a PlayStation controller and an Xbox controller, you know, had a baby, that's pretty much what you'd be playing with. Yeah, and, and it's funny because Astro, the headset or whatever, they made this controller. Okay. So that's cool how it allows you to rearrange things. Oh, yeah. And I've had this one for almost two years. The only thing I switch out is when my controller starts drifting. All I do is change out an analog instead of buying a whole new controller. So that's what's a, that's a plus. You too. saved yourself a hundred plus dollars with a quick little fix. Yep, that's what I enjoy about it. And is it a wireless controller, or do you plug that in? Um, I have it plugged in, but it does come with an adapter for if you want to have wireless on it. Okay. Have you ever played games like Rocket League or any other somewhat competitive esports that are in the scene currently, or has it been mostly been battle royale kind of stuff? Uh, I'd say I played Rocket League probably like three or four times, but not really that much. It's just been 
you know, this battle royale stuff, basically. Totally, totally. So, when it comes to your personal content, yeah, like you put out clips. I've seen you on TikTok. I've seen you do other stuff. Is there any other thing that you want to do with your content, either currently or moving forward? Like, are you going to start a Soul Bernal cooking channel? That's that's what I'm thinking about. That's what's in the works. Hopefully, that works out. Because, I, man, I, I enjoy cooking. I enjoy people after they eat and just that smile on their face or I see there's been times where people eat my food and they get that little twitch because they know it's so good you know what I'm that eye twitch when they bite into that food right they know it's so good all that feeling is it's amazing to me and I want to start something like that so they know how I cook it what I use and whatnot for those of you who don't know Sorbonne posts a lot of amazing food clips and images some would deem it as food porn other people would deem it as artery inducing like I, I look at some of this stuff and i'm just like i get instantly hungry and sometimes my heart hurts off of regret <laughs> that i'm not eating it and also i can feel the clog starting <laughs> so what is your oh, favorite yeah. thing to make or do you not have a favorite thing to make um probably probably brisket Ooh, what's up that's a big texas thing oh yeah I remember the short amount of time I lived in Texas. You couldn't drive down the highway without seeing a roadside for brisket at one point or another. It's even at Sonic. It's just like, why is Sonic putting brisket on this hamburger? <laughs> it's everywhere. You can't escape it. Yeah, the time you put into it is crazy. It's making a perfect brisket. It's Oh, it's, it, it's a good feeling. How much time would you say it would take to achieve a perfect brisket? Like, just give me a like a ballpark. Mm, it took me at least a couple of years. That's a long ass time, but it, oh, yeah. I, I, but if it's anything like the pictures, if it tastes as good as the pictures look, it's worth the wait. It's worth the effort. Oh, facts! It's it is because I, I I know I slow cook mine for at least between twelve to fourteen hours. Damn, that's a long long cook. So. What is your Texas guilty pleasure food? Because there's a lot of guilty pleasure foods in Texas. Is it like a Whataburger thing? Is it like a crazy three-pound cinnamon roll like they have in San Antonio? Or is it just something you, that you make personally? Oh, man. Yeah, it's Whataburger, that triple cheese, triple meat with some bacon and jalapenos, man. I tell you what. The hangover classic. Yes. <laughs> it's not called that on the menu, but if you told them, that would probably give you that. <laughs> now, are you pro Bucky's or are you anti Bucky's? I I have to know because every Texan I talk to either loves Bucky's with a passion or hates it with a passion. I'm going I'm to I'm keep it a stack with you, bro. I've never been. Okay. Not I've, I've, I've always seen it. I'm like, man, what is that? Why is there a beaver over there? Like, I'm, I never, I don't know what it is. And then I see people <laughs> talking about it. And I'm like, I don't know what they're getting from there. I'm confused. Yeah. Like, no one's asked me to go or, hey, you want to go here? Or like, they have some weird things there. It's like they have jerkies. They have like beaver nuggets, all this weird shit that doesn't sound like it'd be good, but it's actually pretty mm. fucking amazing. Like, I remember because I was in San Antonio at the base at Fort Sam. I was there for two different stints about a year's all together combined. And oh my God, people would not shut up about Bucky's and Whataburger. Now, I understand Whataburger because I went there a lot, but Bucky's yeah. was a, a very rare treat because it was so far off a of base. But when I did go, it was amazing. I'm going to have to check it out, man, because 
Yeah, it's crazy. I'm, I've always heard about it and stuff, but I didn't know it was that big of a thing. I thought you were going to hit me with like a blue bell or, you know, some crazy <laughs> like H-E-B, like cream cheese, like sushi roll or something. Because they got that there, too. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, so at the part of Texas you live in, does it snow? Weirdly, it does. Like tomorrow we're supposed to have chance for snow. And it's crazy. Yeah, I I didn't see any snow when I was there. I got crazy weather. Like I had a tornado run through all sorts of weird shit like that. But the only reason I knew it snowed in Texas growing up was King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure King of the Hill is the only cartoon based in Texas around the time when we were kids. How much do you love or hate King of the Hill being from Texas? It's hilarious. I love it. Did you know that they're bringing it back? I didn't. That's crazy. What? Yeah, they, they're actually rebooting it. Well, it's not a reboot. They're picking over the story left off. You know, they recasted Luann because that actress unfortunately died. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, I saw that the other day. And, like, you know, Mike Judge's work. It's always cool when a piece of your nostalgia comes back. Like, you know, he brought back Beavis and Butthead for a little bit. And apparently they're making a new Beavis and Butthead movie, too. Also, a Mike Judge. Now, did you like shows like Beavis and Butthead growing up? Or were you like, what is this? Oh yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that. There, it just it just had that that humor for me, and I didn't, you know what I mean? Right. So you always kind of had a, like a more adult humor even growing up. Oh, facts. So what was your like? Did you have a favorite Nickelodeon cartoon, or was it mostly just like you know that kind of stuff, like Beavis and Butthead, Do America, or Daria on MTV and things like that? Oh man, I enjoyed me some SpongeBob, bro. <laughs> you know, the best time to wear a striped sweater. Spongebob and I'd say Ed, Ed, and Eddie, dude. Oh, the Jawbreaker Kings. I loved Ed, Ed, and Eddie, too. Now, who was your favorite Ed boy? Mm, I'd say old tall Ed. (laughs) Was that just because he was the... (laughs) He was the least involved in the stories, but he usually had the best punchlines because of that. Yes, it just just came in at the right moment. Right, he always seemed to. Yeah, I, I was a huge fan of Ed, Ed, Netty, Dexter's Lab. That's when Cartoon Network was like, you know, pushing boundaries. They did some crazy shit with like cow and chicken with like naked devil and like <laughs> even yeah. Powerpuff Girls. They did some weird shit on some of those shows that they probably couldn't get away with today. Just like, you know, Nickelodeon had Red and Stimpy <laughs> that were just constantly like dry humping each other the entire show. <laughs> Yeah, stuff was crazy. Yeah, they they had fucking Maggie Simpson shoot Mr. Burns. They had all sorts of crazy shit. I'm not even going to bring up spoilers, because if you don't know that Maggie shot Mr. Burns, there's no help for you. (laughs) It's been too fucking long. It's been over 10 years. Get over it. (laughs) So, getting into more stuff that's currently in like everything do you watch any of like the major streaming platforms like are you big into netflix are you big into disney plus are you like oh mandalorian witcher any of those things like catch your interest are you more like uh, yeah you know i watch squid games occasionally or do you not give a shit about streamers like you know those streaming platforms um you see, I watch Squid Games. That that caught my eye. If it if it catches my eye, I'll watch it. But currently, I haven't really watched anything since then. Okay. Um, what they people are telling me need, I need to get into is what is it? Yellowstone. Oh, Yellow Jackets. 
I heard it was a good one. I, I've seen a lot of good trailers and I've seen some good reactions to it. So I'll probably check that one out too. That's about those like, I think it's about girls who are really on a plane crash and they go kind of Lord of the Flies on each other. Mm, okay. Something like that. If not similar or completely accurate to. So as a fan of Squid Games, have you played Crab Games on Steam? Which is pretty oh. much exactly like Squid Games. Yeah, that game's a trip. And it's <laughs> it's crazy that someone had the time to make that and stuff. That right. game's fun. Right. So have you played that on your stream? Like do you have you got your viewers like a community day or I haven't, but I've I've joined um a couple of cups creators that had it and stuff that's that's when i played it that's fun dude that's 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 one of those games that's up there with fall guys it's like you can't play that game and not be like you know having a good time and laughing facts and there's no cheaters in that game that i know of yet like for all i know there's a way to like you know cheat the whole damn thing because that's what they seem to be doing in just about every game nowadays Dude, it's bad. It's crazy. So, have you encountered the Harry Potter flying car in COD yet? Haven't, man. I've been wanting to, too. <laughs> I just want to see it for myself. I see all these clips, TikToks, and I'm like, man, I want to see that. You know what I mean? The craziest thing about it is it looks like the car is auto-aim because it's like, you know, randomly jerking around and then it just hits people. So, it's like, not only do you have a flying Harry Potter car, but it's got... In, like it's on auto wave. Like, what more bullshit could they add to it? Dude, facts. It's, it's wild. So I'm, I'm actually afraid to think about what else they could add. <laughs> so, somebody who played during the Christmas season, what is worse in your opinion, Krampus or the flying car? Mm. Or were you a fan of Krampus? Like, I have never seen anybody say anything positive about that dude. No, he was he was pretty negative, but I can tell you what's up there where it's those little elves in the building, man. <laughs> those little elves were freaky looking and their laughs were scary and freaked me out. And then when you're in a serious gunfight, they'll like you know when they they'll stun you and you're just stunned and here <laughs> here comes a team and now you're dead cuz you're stunned there's nothing you can do about now, it. Now, would you say really- that was worse than the Halloween cases that gave people heart attacks? Um, I pro- I probably say yes because I, I never got really scared of those cases. I I anticipated them every time or tried to or close my eyes when it camping. There you, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. That's a good way to go about it. So, <laughs> was there anything that Krampus did to you? Like, so you went over what the elves did that annoyed the shit out of you. Did Krampus himself do anything to ruin any of your games? Oh man, there was a couple. It's just crazy. And then the worst parts about it is that he wasn't even hunting us. He'd still come after us. I don't know why. It was it was crazy. <laughs> well, he probably saw that you were ranked pretty damn high. I think at one <laughs> point, what was your highest ranking in the world leaderboard? Uh, I want to say it's like top forties. Yeah, that's that's insane. If you think about all the people that are currently living on this planet, and all the people on this planet that play COD, they, Warzone, that you're there in that bracket. Like, is that kind of a surreal thing for you? Do you wake up and you're like, holy shit, or do you just not even think about it? Yeah, it made me, man, it made me want to grind. It just made me want to just, I'm so close. Like, I'm so close to that top spot, man. I can't give up right now. You know what I mean? So for you, it was kind of validating. It was like, I'm doing it. Like, I'm I'm fucking doing it. 
yeah, I'm fine. Like, cause I've I've always been good on Verdance, and when Caldera came out, I knew like maybe this was a an opportunity to show what I really had and stuff. And right, and I and I took off with it. Does that make you hate? The things that went ha- went down with Ricochet and the things that are currently going on in game does that piss you off more than ever? Because like you're finally you broke through, you're getting recognized, you're high up there, and then people are turning away from this game because of the cheating community. Um, honestly, I really haven't ran. I, I ran into hackers, yes, but I haven't ran into a lot consistently. Like I hear people do, right. One thing I was pissed off about was after a couple of weeks after Caldera dropped, I no longer could see my stats because Activision had made my pre- profile private and I couldn't make it public. And so now after they did that, I couldn't see where I was in, the, in my standings no more. So I could never check, see how close I was or whatever. And then after I finally got my my Twitch account on my on my stats or whatever, now it doesn't even matter because it's not going to show me on the leaderboard no more because my profile is private. And, you know, till this day, it's still private. I've, I've even submitted a ticket and like, hey, when are y'all going to fix this? This is really messing me up because I, I could be somewhere right now with this. Right. They're like, well, we're working on it, but it's been over a month and a half and there's still no fix. And it's like, that's irritating to me. That is really annoying. Because you want to show that off to everybody, but like, hey, this is me. But you're under that stupid veil of like private profile that you never opted into. Facts. That's. Does that sometimes make you want to just start a brand new profile? Um, I was I was really considering it, but I was like, man, maybe maybe tomorrow, maybe maybe the next day or whatever, maybe next week. So you have that hope. They'll fix it. Yeah, and then you know, of course, it's it's Activision and Call of Duty. You know, they let you down a lot. So right. Well, with Activision currently being bought out by Microsoft, do you have any feelings about that transaction? Do you feel like that's going to be a positive thing for the Warzone community? Do you think that's going to be a potential negative thing? Or is it so early and such a random thing, it's hard to really get a pulse on what's going to happen? Well, me being with Xbox for a long time and seeing how they treated their community, I have high hopes for it. I really do. So hopefully they pull all the stuff that Activision was slacking on right. and come through and make it just a better experience for us. Because they, they put out that they're not trying to take away things from certain platforms, which is cool for all us PS4 people and PS5 people soon to be. But they also said that they were not interested in making some games a yearly release. So that tells me that they're not just going to be like, oh, yeah, we're done working on this game because we're working on the next. We're going to spend time and fix this and make it better before we go yeah. put out the next product. So that could be a really positive thing because, like, you know, certain games that have yearly releases, like, you know, back in the day when Battlefield came out every year, or Call of Duty or, you know, Maddens or NHLs, games like that, it's like there's not a lot of motivation for them to, you know, go back and fix it because they're already working on the next product. Products. Oh, facts. You see, and just like how, for example, how this year went with Battlefield and Call of Duty releases. Battlefield is what, like, the worst rated games on Steam? Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot of speculation as to why. Because, like, it had a great trailer. The gameplay oh, yes. looked <laughs> very nice. And from what I've been hearing, from so many people as they were like, oh, they released it before it was finished because their stockholders, you know, pressured them to do it. 
or stupid shit like that, which yeah, that's crazy. I absolutely hate that that plays a role in what, like, you know what happened with Cyberpunk? That game looked amazing. The trailers looked great. The gameplay that they showed us looked a, a crazy. And then they released an unfinished product that there's more time spent in the customizer genitals than there was the actual late game in a mid game. We're like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, crazy shit, man. Crazy shit. So, if there was one thing that you could add to either Tarkov, COD, or Fortnite, or any other game that you play, like Super People, what would that one thing be? Mm, man, a lot of people say it for Warzone and stuff, a rank play, something like Apex has. Right. I think that'd be, that would have showed off a lot of stuff, too, because... Then, for sure, when I'm, like, playing pubs and stuff, you know, I'm not always going to be playing against the greatest players, but, you know, playing in rank play, if you're higher in rank, you're going to be playing against those higher skilled players, and then I feel like that'll be a better place for me to showcase what I have, you know what I mean? Right, no, absolutely. So, I I wish they would come out with that. And it would make you a better player, you know, you play at a higher level, you're going to ascend to that level. And it's just going to make your game sense better. It's going to make your gaming IQ better. It's going to make your, you know, your reaction time a little bit better. Like, there's nothing but positive things that are going to come from that. Unless you take the me and Tarkov after 10 failed raids. So, the fuck this approach. (laughs) (laughs) I I was there yesterday, man. I was there yesterday. Oh, my God. Yeah, Tarkov, man, it has a way of having high highs and super low lows. Like, I was doing so good this wipe. Like, I had a 50% plus extract rate after my first 20 raids. And then I had the slump of slumps. I went like 0 and 12. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> I was just like, I'm so done with this for a minute. And then, you know, of course, you do the thing, like, fuck this, I'm never playing this again. And then, like, ten minutes later, you're like, we're going to customs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or, or I, go to, I go to bed pissed off. I'm like, man, I'm not playing this tomorrow. I'll wake up. I'm playing this tomorrow. I don't want to wake up. You know what I mean? So, it's crazy. when it comes to Tarkov, are you a fan of day raids or night raids? Or do you just not care? Um, I, majority of them have been day raids. Um, just recently, I did one night raid. A buddy of mine gave me some night vision goggles or whatever, and I'm like, man, this is a different world. It's crazy. Oh, it's bad. Like, it's so hard, but I love it at the same time because there's like, it's usually the most kitted of chads running around. Yeah. It's but wild. Cool thing I learned is sometimes at night there's full moons, so it's really easy to see. And if you take a scav on customs, it's really easy to find NVGs in like dorms. And dorms is pretty well lit too, so you don't even need an NVG to like go in there and like loot dead players. So if you're looking for NVGs to you know fuel your next actual player based night raid. Just go there at night with a scav and just you know look for the well lit areas and hopefully you know find a dead player. Heck yeah! That and a lot of loot spots don't get hit at night because there's just not mm-hmm. there's not as many players that play at night. I'm definitely probably gonna try that tonight. I'm definitely gonna check that out. <laughs> and the cool thing is with the scav karma system, you don't have to worry about getting shot as easily as a normal scav. Like you know, back before they had it, because back before they had it, you could just load in and then you get instantly shot because you had a slightly better gun than another scav and nobody cared. But now with the karma system, it's like unless you're running around with Santa Claus's sack, you're not gonna get one tapped by a, <laughs> by another scav. PMC is always you know on the table. Yeah. 
that's when Voip comes in and he's like, please, no. <laughs> I've been looking for this goddamn gas analyzer for days or I'm doing this stupid Jaeger quest. Let me live. <laughs> Man, I'm still looking for that one gas analyzer. I'm one oh. more. So interchange, I, I always find them on interchange. You know, like the game tells you to go to factory to find it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> factory is, it, it's not only hard to find it because, you know, everyone goes to that spot, but just to extract on factory can sometimes be a pain in the ass when you're not running into players or crack scavs, you know, you got tequila coming at you <laughs> with, with oh, this yeah. sledgehammer. So it's crazy. do you follow Nikita, the guy from Battle State who's into, you know, who pretty much brought Battle State and Tarkov to life? Um, no, I don't actually. Oh man, he's he he always posts some really cool stuff, but he recently retweeted a picture of all of the scab bosses redone as female images. So there's a potential that one of these wipes we could get like an all female scab or maybe a potential female scab boss or female scabs in the future, which I think would be super cool. Now you, you, so you said you saw it. Like, what did you think of that art? Did you think it was cool? Did you think it fit the Tarkov theme? Or are you not digging it? I don't know. When I saw it, I had, like, League of Legends vibes, the way they were designed or It kind of you know did I mean? look like a Valorant or League of Legend kind of yeah. art style. But, you know, it's like I could see them adding some grit and making it Tarkov. Like, you know, more Tarkov appropriate, let's say. Yeah, I was like, I wonder how that would look if they actually made it look like... Like, imagine if they just introduced that into one of the wipes without telling anybody. Like, you just go in there and Rashal and the boys are just completely like, wait a minute, who's that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, such... yeah, it's it's crazy how many things they can do with that game. Like, imagine snow in that game. Like, following blood trails or hearing, like, the crunching of somebody, like, sneaking up to you in the snow... And then having like certain clothes on to keep warm and stuff. Or exactly, whatever. like temperature might come into play. They might even add like white camos so you can blend in better. They're like Arctic Commando Bear. <laughs> that would be wild. Now, do you go Bear or Usec? Um, I believe I'm Usec. I believe. Yeah, the English one, the one that speaks English and like yeah, has yeah, the yeah. full sleeves. Yeah. I, I always used to take bear because I would talk, you know, like, yeah, I'd do the voice cues of the bear and I'd hope that they think I was a scab. So they would just like, you know, not be prepared for me to come around the corner blasting like Danny DeVito and always sunny. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I never thought about it like that. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> but at this point, most people are very aware of the bear call out. So it's harder to get away with that. <laughs> Yeah. So, is there a content creator, whether it be in the Tarkov community, the COD create, like you know, any community that you watch, is there a content creator, streamer, or YouTube personality, or even Facebook gaming? Is there any of those guys that you are currently watching or currently following that you you are impressed with their work? Man, it has to be Tim the Tap Man. I followed him to YouTube. Him whips and him just it's just it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Just the quality of video production. The stuff that him and Dr. Disrespect, you know, they're little warring, like, <laughs> thumbnails of one of them as a baby or the other one balding and fat. Yeah. Or the football one where Dr. Disrespect is, like, totally, you know, beating Tim down. Like, there's a lot of really funny things that those two dudes get into. <laughs> now, are you in the camp that Tim the Tapman is a jinx when it comes to football? 
in football related oh, predictions. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> if I had if I had the money, I every time he put a fuck prediction up, I'd I'd go for it. I'd go the his opposite, you know what I mean? <laughs> there it's was crazy. no hesitation in that answer. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I, I love that first game of the season. We're winning this, and then they instantly lose. <laughs> yes. Oh, Tim the Tap Man. And then his recent pickup of complexity. Like, it's it's so crazy to see how far he has come. Just like you mentioned Nick Merckx earlier. Just the things that Nick has done with MFAM blow me away. Oh, like, renting out that stadium, having that huge barbecue and all that other stuff. It's just like... It's, it's people like that and personalities like that that are really redefining what this community can accomplish and what this community can do and all that other stuff. So you being a content creator yourself, do you have any set goals for 2022? Did you like sit down and make like a New Year's resolution? Or are you just taking things as they come this year? Right now for this year, it's been, you know, this year has been a little, it's been a little rough start, but oh, I've been I agree. just... You know, just taking things day by day, just hopefully just trying to make the next day better than the last one at this point. That's a good way to go about it. Like, I always find when I, like, make too many New Year's resolutions, I get too hung up on it. Like, I didn't accomplish shit this year. I suck. I I go to that real negative place really quickly. (laughs) Whereas when I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I just want to, you know. I want to be above ground and I want to be happy. Usually when I take that approach, things work out a little bit better. Less stress, you know? Yes, exactly. So is there any other platforms that you were looking at? Because I know right now you're on TikTok. I know you do Twitch. Are there any other like platforms that you're considering in this new year? Um, I'd probably say just like, uh, was it Hover? Hover, yeah. And YouTube Shorts. Other than that, there's really nothing else. Now, when it comes to the YouTube Shorts, are you going to go with gaming clips or are you going to do some comedic things? Um, right now, it's just gaming clips. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make the like my the funny gaming clips at least. Okay, so you kind of kind of merge the two. You're going to have comedic gaming clips. Yeah, facts. But yeah. you're definitely going to throw in the, oh, by the way, I'm super cracked one in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just a little, just a little sprinkle in there. <laughs> yes. Just fit it, fit it right in. So have you currently tried Sinister Jerky? I think I saw you oh, post about that. <laughs> what oh, flavors, yeah. what flavors did you get? I got, let's see, the Garanisada one and the Mango Habanero. Okay, okay. So somebody who appreciates food and somebody who cooks and somebody who loves, the, you know, that world, how would you rate that jerky? Um, it, I was surprised on how, like, how it tasted like it. Like, God inside how it tasted like it. It blew my mind, and it was so good. It was crazy. The texture is really good. It's, yeah, it's phenomenal, man. It really is. So, I don't know if we've made it official yet, but, you know, Cell Swords and the people under Cell Swords, there is a promo code that you can use. If you use Kingdom off of any Sinister Cirque purchase, there will be a discount. 
and you will get our eternal gratitude and thanks. Because uh, I, I buy a lot of jerky. I share it with my coworkers. So I was super stoked when Sin bestowed that upon us. Just wanted to make sure that you know that you can use our code freely. I don't know if oh, we even yes. really made it public. Yeah, feel free to push that out, Soul, because it's. I was surprised too. Like, he's been pushing this out for so long. I was so afraid before I tried it. I was like, oh man, what if I get this and I like don't like it? But then I got it and I was like, this is amazing. Yes, that's how I am. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to push something unless I've tried it. And then as soon as I, I mean, I I didn't have no doubts. There's always a little doubt, but I knew as soon as I tried it, I know this was about to be amazing. And uh, yeah, he blew my expectations out the water. So that was. Right. That was amazing. I, I, I had a I, I had a very positive expectation, but at the same time I was just like, you know when you go into a Marvel movie and you're like, Oh man, I really want this to be good, but I don't yeah. want to have too many expectations because I don't want to like, you know, psych myself up. It was kinda like that, but it, it came through and I was stoked. Since we're on the topic of Marvel movies, have you seen do you are you up to date with Marvel movies? Do you enjoy the comic book scene and comic book movies, or is it just not your thing? Um, I'm, ne- I'm gonna be honest with you. I never really read like the comics and stuff, but on movie wise, yeah, I'm ca- I'm caught up on movie wise. They're amazing. That seems to be a very popular trend. Like, that's the great thing about the movies is you don't have to be super into the comic books to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Like, I know there's some people that take the stance of, oh, read comic, you shouldn't get it. It's like, no, this shit's for everybody. Like, this is for the little kid that you know don't doesn't have the opportunity to go back 20 years and read the first Iron Man off the shelf. Like, you know, like it's totally, and it's different from some of the main arcs, but that's totally fine. You know, it's supposed to be different. I don't understand the people that want things to be exactly the way they always are. Like, you know, with new shows that come out on Netflix, like the Cowboy Bebop one is a good example. People were mad that it wasn't the exact thing. So they like, you know, they poo-pooed it. And it's just like, yeah, just because something is a remake doesn't mean you have to shit on it because it's not a shot for shot remake now are you into the anime scene do you like any of that stuff or is it just not in your wheelhouse oh yeah man i love one piece man i'm i'm caught up all the way i'm waiting next next sunday for the next episode i got into one piece a few years ago I used to only be about the short series, like, you know, Death Note and things like that. But I got into One Piece, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm not going to lie. It was intimidating seeing, like, there's, like, at the time, 600-plus episodes when oh, I got man, into it's it. Crazy. <laughs> but the character progression is so good. And the characters in yes. this – and, the, and uh, another spoiler, when Ace died, but that's not even much of a spoiler. That's so far back, you know, episode-wise. Yeah. If, you, if you're getting buttered about the white beard thing and about <laughs> Ace dying, I don't know what to fucking tell you. I'm sorry. It's just crazy how it changed Luffy, too. Oh, I know, right? It's Wild. Just the way that all of the characters have progressed and, like, all the shit that's gone down from when, you know, they first found him to, like, you know, Zoro only having one eye to Sanji just being still a womanizing kind of dick. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it seems like a lot of animes have that one character, like you know Brock from Pokemon or Sanji. It's it's like there's always got to be that one dude who's kind of a perv. It's kind of there. Yep, yep. Or Death Roshi for Dragon Ball. Right, right. Or fucking. uh... (laughs) I can't remember his name. The guy from Berserk who ends up being a demon. That piece of shit. Oh God, I can't remember his name. Have you seen Berserk? (laughs) 
have not no oh my god it's a great series but it'll frustrate you a little bit <laughs> like there's scenes where it's just like yeah that dude told you the truth why didn't you believe him <laughs> <laughs> like all of this could have been avoided you dumbass <laughs> Check that out. It's a good series. It's definitely it's on the violent side. So if you like that kind of stuff, you'll definitely enjoy it. So absolutely. What is your favorite anime other than One Piece that you're currently into, or is it just all One Piece all the time right now? Um, I love Dragon Ball Super. Ooh, I love that. So, hot question for you: Who is the most powerful regular human? Is it Krillin? Mm, I would say so. Because I've gotten into actual yelling arguments with my friends who are claiming that Tien is the most powerful he was like, that motherfucker has a third eye. <laughs> that Yamcha is the most powerful. Like, is, that, is he even fucking human? Like, I, I don't see how anyone is more powerful on a basic human level other than Krillin. <laughs> but, you know, some people have some hard takes on it. Like, yeah. He's having sex with an android robot he wished into existence as a person. Big whoop. <laughs> I'm not going to hold that against him. Heck no. Yeah, I would consider him, I guess, from the humans that are available for. The only thing I have against Krillin is his destructo disc is OP, but he never fucking uses it. No facts. It's like, yeah. dude, you have a disc that can cut things in half really effectively, and you never pull it out. <laughs> like, you could have legitimately killed Nappa because he was stupid enough to try to catch it. If it wasn't for Vegeta, you would have saved Earth. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. So, do you have a favorite part in the Dragon Ball timeline. I know you I know you mentioned Super, but do you have those nostalgic feels of watching, you know, the Vegeta versus Frieza or the Goku versus Frieza back in the yeah. day on Toonami with the robot and the spaceship? Oh man, I remember seeing when it was Goku versus Frieza. And, you know, that's when he when you first went Super Saiyan right there, that that was an amazing time for me. Oh, I remember, I remember the blonde hair. I was just like, oh, my God, he did it. Yes, it's, it was amazing. I think probably my favorite part of that series when they were, you know, fighting Frieza was when the Ginyu Force made an appearance because they were so stupid and comical and hilarious. Yes. Like cheer, fighting cheerleaders, man. What's going on? I, I know, right? That dude, little frog guy who could stop time and still got fucking bodied. It was like, how'd you fuck this up? You could stop time. <laughs> oh, man. It's good times. So, did you ever watch Toonami growing up? Um, Yeah, I did. Now, did you enjoy Toonami and that little robot dude? Or did you not really give a shit about him? Because, man, it, <laughs> I got a story for you about that. Oh, as, as soon as I saw him, I knew I was like, all right, the real show's about to come on now. You know what I mean? Right. So I enjoyed it. So a while back, I forget the exact date, you know, because I used to watch Toonami all the time as a kid. And then uh, like, I was flipping through the channels and it was just like, oh, it's Toonami. I, I thought this shit was all. It was like the new age robot and shit. And yeah. he like instantly sitting in the chair and he gets off the chair. He's like, well, thanks for a great 15 years. We'll catch you guys around. And he just disappears. Like that was the last ever episode of Toonami. I was like, what the fuck? I just turned to like one of my favorite childhood things that I caused the very last moment of it ever. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I got so pissed about that. I was bitter. Oh, I, bet. <laughs> I was bitter. I was like, I would have watched this forever. What are you doing to me? 
No facts. Yeah, I think that was a lot of people's first experience with anime was uh, Toonami on Cartoon Network. Even if it was something like Sailor Moon, you know, because they played a shit ton of Sailor Moon back then. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Remember, I don't remember what show it's called, but I remember it was like a dude. I think he got changed into a kid and he was a detective or something. Oh, I, the, that's isn't that kid detective? <laughs> when he's got like big yeah. glasses, too, and that stupid hat. Yeah, I remember watching the heck out of that show when I was younger. I remember that show. I just can't. I think it's called Kick Detective. I don't know. I'm sure there's some dude listening to this right now who's just like, "You fucking idiot!" It's clearly called the Psychic Detective. Some shit. Like, I'm sorry, I don't have all my pop my, my Japanese cultural references in my back pocket. None of this conversation was planned. <laughs> like, I get people who fucking come at me over shit like that. Like, you said episode. Six <laughs> incorrectly. It's like, dude, I'm sorry. Get over it. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> Trying. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, in getting back to gaming, is there another role that you'd be interested in looking at? Like, if somebody came up to you and was like, hey, would you like to cast a COD tournament? Is that something that you would be into, or are you more focused in on the player aspect? I would love to do it, because, I mean, I know the game... As as well, you know, being the player that I am, and I feel like I can, I can be like Tony Romo. It's like Tony Romo watching football, calling the plays. Like right. you know what I mean, he's like knowing what he's about to do next. I feel like I can, I can do that in a casting See, level. You that know is I mean? a very good reference. I was gonna say, like sometimes I watch tournaments, whether it be CS:GO or you know Valorant, things like that, and sometimes I. It doesn't feel like the person who's announcing it plays it. Now, I don't want to make the Joe Buck reference, but but sometimes it's like, I would love an ex-pro to get up there and say some stuff, you know? Like, who wouldn't want to hear, from a CSGO standpoint, a Kenny S or a Get Right, you know, actually breaking something down and actually, like, casting the game as opposed to someone who, you know is only in that world from like the lower tier gameplay and the casting scene, which is still valid, especially if they're a personality and they bring something to the table. But sometimes you want that X pro or that X players viewpoint. Oh yes. And Tony Romo should only be allowed to cast (laughs) the big games. It's crazy. It's how accurate he is. Oh, he's he's so it's almost cheating. Like if you were Back. to watch as a coach on another team, if you were to watch that play, and be like, all right, Romo says it's going to be an HP dive. <laughs> we're going to move our linebackers over. Yes. <laughs> he's a cheat code. That's crazy. He kind of is. He's and he's not a dick about it either. Like when he announces, it's not like uh, you know, like it's not from a pompous, arrogant way. It's more of a oh yeah, I, this is what I see. You know, it's like it's not it's like more matter of fact. It's not like a well in my experience kind of thing. <laughs> Which you get with some of the other ones. Oh yeah. Which is not my favorite. And then some announcers come on there and they just look high, like Elway when he announces it, <laughs> like, dude, this dude just smoked a big old fat bowl. I don't think the Mile High City is doing him money favors. <laughs> some of them just look happy and then some of them just look happy to be there or something. Alright. So what is your least favorite division in football? Least favorite. So like, is there just a team or like a group of teams in a division? And like, I have no interest in watching any of these games. 
Like for me, the longest time it was, you know, the Patriots, the Bills, <laughs> the Patriots, Bills, Dolphins, because <laughs> that whole division, except for the Pats, was just horrible. Like, yes. it's like, oh, this is going to be another Brady's playoff picture. Like, nothing's coming out of there. Thankfully, it got more competitive. Like, I know a lot of people were not a fan of the Redskins, which is now the Washington football team, Dallas Cowboys, that division, because it was kind of lackluster, you know? There was no, not too many teams actually competing. Now, do yeah, you have... Oh, go ahead. The NFC East, I'd say that. Okay. I like that choice. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> now, do you watch college ball at all? Um, I don't. If it's on, I'll watch it, but I, there's not like a certain team I'll go for. Right. I know the, the closest team I have next to me is Texas Tech. Because I, I know a lot of guys from Texas, and their college ball is almost religious to a point. We're like, yeah, that's our cousin Jim. He went to Texas Tech, and we're a TSU family. <laughs> or some bullshit like that. Like, it's it's yeah, pretty ingrained over there. <laughs> Let's thank, get, thank goodness. Thank goodness I'm not like that. Right, right. Some people, their team is their whole identity, and I <laughs> I just don't fucking get it. Mm-hmm. Facts, man. Especially you know, you know, it's you know they're playing that day when that that big old truck is having all them flags on that truck when you see them pass by on like, right. well, I guess they're playing. <laughs> I guess it's Sunday. <laughs> it's like who's playing today i don't know let me look outside and see what flags are flipping around on the highway yes, man you gotta love it <laughs> well it's like a tv guide you know it's just a driving advertisement it's like here you guys go this is what's going on today like you don't see anybody driving around with like a rangers flag or a da- like as a person living in texas if you did not know that there was a professional hockey team in dallas <laughs> Would you be made aware of that by things people sport on their cars? Probably not. Heck no. <laughs> like, if you you could probably count on your hand how many times you've seen advertisements or people wearing shirts or stickers or flags for the Dallas Stars. Yep. But you know, they love their Cowboys, and some of them love the Rangers. Probably a few fair-weather Astro fans because they're doing good right now. Let yeah. alone, the, you know, the trash can gate with the... <laughs> <laughs> and all that other bullshit. So, are there any other sports that you currently watch? Like, are you into baseball? Are you into, uh, you know, random shit like lacrosse? Are you watching, like, ESPN, the Ocho? <laughs> no. If I had it, I probably would. But um, the only main thing is um, football. And then basketball. The only time I watch basketball is when it's playoff season. And are you a Spurs guy when the playoffs are going on? Um, really, I'd say Golden State. Okay, Golden State. As someone from California, I can totally get behind that. I know when I was in San Antonio, it was when the Spurs won, and oh my god, that town blew up. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> like, they don't got much down there, but they love the hell out of them Spurs. Yeah, heck, yeah, they do. That was just one of those things that you just couldn't get around. So, I know... Th- Getting back to COD, I know the rose skin was meta because she was hard to see in certain areas of the game. Is there a current skin that is taking over that annoying meta skin, or is it still the rose skin? I want to say it's still the rose skin because I got killed. I walked into a building, and I couldn't see that skin to save my life. Just hiding in the corner. So what is the dumbest skin currently in-game for you? 
for me, it's probably it's probably the jigsaw skin. The jigsaw just, skin. He just looks so like weird and just I don't see it. I'm just when I want so when I'm watching jigsaw, I'm looking for the little toy, not a big. A big, tall person. What you know what I mean? Yeah, you see him running around like, where are the strings? <laughs> Facts. Where's the tricycle? Like, this doesn't make sense. F- for me, I'd say the most annoying, stupid skin currently in the game is the Frank the Bunny skin from Donnie Darko. Oh yes, that one too. I almost forgot about that one. <laughs> yes, I, I, I don't see it very often, but when I do see it, it's just like this is the stupidest thing. Like, don't get me wrong, Donnie Darko is a great movie. I love that movie, and I think the skin is hilarious, but it's one of those things where it just doesn't fit. Why is it in here? Why, what are you doing? Exactly. It's like, you know how Fortnite has a million different skins, and they all kind of make them work. It, none of those skins really feel out of place. Like, you can have Naruto on the same team as some dude in a fucking Broncos jersey next to John Wick next to, Master you know, Chief. yeah, next to a banana. <laughs> like, and it somehow works. And they're somehow yeah. able to get all those contracts. But in fucking... <laughs> Cod. If you took the same cast of characters and you moved them over to Cod, it just would not work. It would look weird. Like, imagine a Fall Guys jelly bean next to Shrek next to... (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, what is happening? Something's going on and someone needs to find out and fix it. That's what's going on. But they could pull that off. In a in a you know in a Fortnite scenario, but you know it oh, would yeah. be comical to see those fuckers driving around in a flying car. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you played Tarkov with the grenade launcher? Like, have you seen one in use, or have you picked one up yet? Um, neither. No, I didn't even know they had one. Oh, it is the cheesiest of cheese dick <laughs> things in game. <laughs> it's annoying. Have you gotten to an airdrop? On the airdrop? Yes, but I've, um, my character takes forever to loot it, and then I die. Oh, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that's the problem about new characters is, like, the loot is not very fast. Like, you know, your looting skill isn't up there yet in certain yep. things. I know a lot of people who played the older version of Tarkov are not digging the ergonomics of, like, you know, like, the I have to stand up, and it's going to take some energy, and I have to do all this other shit. Like, I personally like that. Because it makes the game slower. And they did yeah. other things to make the game slower, like grenades. Like, you could usually, like, back in the old game, you just push a button and your guy would throw the grenade. Now you actually have to pull it out, pull the pin, and then you decide when you're going to throw it and how you're going to throw it. So I, I like how they've been slowing down the game. And for someone who's actually had to wear uh, <laughs> bulletproof vests and actually carry a rifle, when you're going from a prone position and you're standing up, that shit's heavy. <laughs> it takes a second. <laughs> That's one thing I love about that game. It's just so realistic. Right, right. Well, except for the, oh, my arm got blown off. Let me just do a quick staple surgery in a push. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's probably the most unrealistic thing. Other thing, oh, that not getting immediate diarrhea from eating, you know, the the fish out of the (laughs) thing. It's like, yeah, my character's got to take a quick dump, guys. Don't worry about me. Just cover me for a minute. So what is the stupidest quest that you've been given so far? And... It wasn't from Jaeger. <laughs> mm. Which one is it? Probably the 
the killing the PMCs with a pistol. Oh yeah, I, I I never liked that one. Usually when I'm trying to get that one done, I just go to factory and I get the Glock with the big circle drum and I just fucking spray them down in offices. That's that's probably the easiest way for me to get that one done. Uh, yeah, because trying to just run around customs with a pistol, it doesn't always work out. Especially now, it feels like scavs are stronger than they used to be. Oh, it's, it's it seemed pretty tough. It's crazy. Because, I, I don't know, I ran into a scab the other day, and I put so many rounds in this dude, he just would not die. And then he would just, like, you know, peek around and just one-tap one of my, like, my arm or leg, and I'd go black. So I'd have to go prone, do surgery, go back up. And eventually the dude, like, bled out. But it's like, how many rounds did I actually put in you? And you weren't even wearing body armor. So I don't know if scabs got buffed, or maybe, you know, maybe I wasn't hitting him. Maybe my iron sights were or shit. Who knows? <laughs> but, you know... It definitely, it felt like hits. It's one of those annoyances of the game. So, are you more into, uh, ha- you said you like sniping in that game. Have you gone SKS? Have you gone Mosin? Like, what weapon do you like to snipe with in that? Um, The only one so far is the one I'm able to build from Jaeger. Okay. I forgot what it's called. Is it the Hunter one? With like, it's It looks like a very basic hunting rifle. Yeah. Rusty's in here. So I know you're you're able because even with that sniper, I'm able to get a silencer from Skier, and right. I'm able to put like a full sniper together. So Skier, oh Skier, I'm I'm convinced Skier smokes cocaine. Uh, Skier sells cocaine because <laughs> every time I look at him, he's <laughs> like, you just look like that dude that would do that Skier. Oh, he looks like he's like right there behind. And he now. always gives you the worst prices on things. It's like I I hate doing business with Skier because like you know. Oh, I could sell this for therapist and get ten thousand more rubles, or I could sell it to your dumbass and get chipped. <laughs> You're pretty much just selling him stuff so you can unlock his next level. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong, his blue tack laser is great, but how many blue tack lasers are you like really gonna buy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Peacekeeper School because like his level two, you can buy a lot. You can buy a lot of cool shit from him level two. I like mechanic because I used to really like the gunsmith missions, even though they changed them up. And that's kind of come back to bite me on this wipe because I like I, I was watching the older videos. So I was spending all this stuff to like build the older versions of what he wanted. And he's like, yeah, this is exactly what I want. But the condition sucks because you got this from a scab or some bullshit. Like, God damn it. And then Praporv just, yeah, he, he kind of, he has a lot of easy missions, but later they get really annoying. It's like, Prapor, why do you want me to do this? Why do you want me to run around with an AK-74U and kill, like, 30 scabs on customs? Like, I don't have time for this shit, man. Dude, facts. And then Jaeger's just an asshole. He's like, hey, I need you to break both your legs and get 10 PMC headshots. <laughs> it's like, you can suck a dick, Jaeger. I'm not doing that. I just love seeing me in pain. <laughs> Literally, he's like, "Hey, I need you to be really dehydrated for ten minutes, and then extract." Yes. And like, like, bro, what? <laughs> Makes no sense at all. I spent so much time fighting your right croutons. This is what you ask of me. Oh man, those just just as bad. Oh god, I looked for those pink right croutons for months. I remember it was like two, three wipes ago, two, three wipes ago. I couldn't find them to save my life. And it's the first Jaeger quest. I I looked everywhere and then I finally found them and I put them in my case and then I get shot and they don't count as found in raid. (laughs) I was so, that's that's what I found out the hard way. I was like, man, that sucks. It was, that's, I, 
I think now it doesn't matter if they're found in raid. I think he just takes whatever now. But yeah, missions like that where you're like, I found your Salewa therapist. Yeah, but you didn't survive with it. And like, fuck you, therapist. You go out there. You do this. <laughs> you take the slickers parts to get way up your ass, therapist. I don't want to do this again. <laughs> I'm actually excited for the next wipe. Oh, me too. I Me think too. they're bringing the streets of Tarkov or whatever. I've heard that from a previous uh, interview we had on. Like, I heard streets sounds amazing. Like, Lighthouse is really cool, too. I don't think the loot's going to be as good as it is now forever. I think the loot's just amazing there because they want people to play it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once people get more familiar, they'll probably, you know, nerf it a little bit and bring that loot back to, like, you know, streets. Or you maybe beef up Reserve, because a lot of people have been talking about reserve loot sucking. Even Nikita himself posted today, like, what's with that reserve loot? That's crazy. I never had a problem there. Before I found out about Lighthouse, I that's where I went all the time. I, I had fun at reserve. I want to see more individual extracts. Like, you know how they have the Red Raider extract that you can go down the mountainside with, like, that pickaxe? I want them to have one with, like, the shovel. Like, oh, yeah, there's a fence here you can dig under. Or the crowbar. Be like, hey, use this crowbar to, like, jimmy open this door so you can extract. Like, I would love to see different, like, you know weapons like you know the knife style weapons be used for certain extracts or like pliers with the fence maybe cut a hook like a- yeah something like that would be cool or you take Tegilla's sledgehammer and break this thing down and extract there you know and then during like the six second extract window it shows your person just like slamming a sledgehammer into a window or something that'd be lit honestly and it would make a shit ton of noise so it's like oh my god somebody's taking window extract you know it'd like alert people fags so yeah the there's definitely a lot of routes that games like that can go. And that's the cool thing about this game being in beta is it totally can happen. Even though it's like yeah. Project Zomboid, it's been, it feels like it's been in beta for <laughs> quite a long time. But, you know, they're constantly working on it. And that's the thing I love to see. I love to see evolution in games. And hopefully this purchase of Activision by Microsoft and Blizzard by Microsoft, hopefully that leads to more evolution. Maybe it'll lead to more games being released. Maybe we'll get to see a StarCraft 3 with another race introduced. (laughs) Maybe we'll finally get something like that. It's hard to say. It would be super cool. But anyway, we're, we're getting close to our, our time constraints. So at this time, Sol, is there anybody that you would like to thank? Are there any streamers that you'd like to give a shout-out to? Is there any, like, items that you have with a promo code that you want to push? Is there anything like that that you want to put out there? Now is your uh, time. Uh, I want to shout-out to, man, Sinister, man. Sinister and Big TNT, bro. They, you know, they stuck it right there beside me when time's low and they just help me continue being the person I am right now in this industry and shit and it's just it's just amazing meeting people like them oh isn't it crazy when you find your people oh facts bro cause I I hate to say it but there's a lot of people in this industry that put on a persona and then when you get to know them that's not who they are but with those two people especially T and Sin they are exactly who they appear to be, you know? Like, they're as real as it gets. They're, they're not artificial. It's not like, you know, you get to know them and you realize, like, oh, my God, you suck. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Yeah, it's crazy when you meet someone and you find their, you see their real self behind that, that bro, persona. Right? It's always like, oh, you're the happiest, most nicest person to ever stream. And then you get to know them. It's like, dude, you're a real dick. 
Fuck. <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> and then once the camera turns on, it's like, hey, everybody. <laughs> yes, it's <Ridiculous>. annoying. <laughs> Anybody else or any other thing that you would like to give a shout out to? Mm, at the moment, not right now. You know, nothing, nothing big going on right now. Or totally. Shout outs. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's one of those things where it's always it always evolves. Like, you know, and for me personally, it's always one of those after the fact things where it's just like, oh, shit. When I wanted to ask a question, I had like a perfect question in my back pocket that I totally forgot about. And then once the cameras turned off or once the class ended, that's when I remember the shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Well, we've gone over so much today. We've gotten a little bit of a better picture of Solbernal behind the scenes. Are there any closing words that you would like to leave on? Um, don't be afraid to try new things, man. That's one thing I learned the hard way. Just not being, I was afraid to do something. I just didn't do it. And things that I actually gave a chance, it, it turned out better than what I was thinking. You know, over, you know, don't overthink, just do it. Isn't that kind of crazy how that kind of falls back on what we were talking about and like high stress situations where, when you overthink it, you you are so overwhelmed by all the things that could happen that you don't end up doing any of those things and it ends up failing. You kind of just repeated the same thing. It's that mindset of just go for it. Exactly. Well, that's that's actually really cool how that kind of we, – we just made that full circle right there. Yes, fact. Is there anything other than that that you would like to tell the brand new streamer or the person who's about to push live for the first time who might be scared? Um, Just – Try not to be nervous, but the biggest thing is, man, be yourself. That's also thing I learned. Just don't try to hide or pretend you're someone else. Just be yourself, and you'd have people fall in love with who you are. Exactly. That's a great thing to end on. So, from sober and all <laughs> to the infant nobody, be yourself, and the results will follow. Anyways, like I said, I'm the infant nobody. This has been Castle Comms. Have yourselves a week and hopefully a better rest to your 2022 because let's be real, it's been fucking rough. Rest in peace, Meatloaf. <laughs> rest in peace, Louie Anderson, Betty White, all the other people who have died along the way this year already. Hopefully that's the end of that. All right, guys.